This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Daniele Fisichella Show. This week we delve more <laughs> into the great man's background with comments and stories from family and childhood friends yeah. as we chart the rise of the tipster that has won seven challenges on the spin this is betting weekly extra time european edition you're with myself dan robux senior handicapper steve wiss is alongside me Danielli is obviously here for an eighth consecutive week he's moving his furniture in the kids have got a new school it's all going well uh this week a spanish football journalist rory barlow is with us and i can reveal rory that you're up till 4 40 a.m or at least that's when you were sending your selections here last night fretting over your plays going through every sort of detail you could to try and get some winners for us or at least I think that's why you were up that late. It was Valentine's night. After all, Rory, how are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Um, I was down in the lab, deep down underground, trying to work out how to knock Daniele off his throne. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was actually up that early, unfortunately, ah. this morning. Um, I, yes. No, I, I'm okay apart from that. Hopefully we'll, be, we'll have found the, the secret solution, the, the hole in the Death Star, which is Daniele Fisichella. Uh, Daniele, you keep on finding ways... Uh, to win, it yes, was just a that's the right selection. way. Well, I suppose it is, is a way, isn't it? But you keep on grinding it out. You keep on finding at least enough winners to stay on the show. A couple of wins every week. I think that keeps me afloat. Last week, I did. I got the two units pick uh, uh, wrong, but I got a couple of a couple of ones right. So that that, that was the way to go. And I believe the challenge always into next week. Let's see how it goes. Uh, Steve, it was a bit of a grind. Uh, we realise that, uh, viewers and listeners. But hopefully, uh, our betting weekly followers had a, had a bit of a lift in midweek because we had a sweep on the Wednesday of the Champions League. Yeah, hello, Dan. Hello to everyone. I think um, 2024 has generally been quite a tough grind for, for a lot of handicappers around the world, really. It's, it's ups and downs. And, you know, it, it's been on the on the poor side for us of late. I mean, Danielli keeps winning. I think he's a bit like a boxer who uh, who negotiates the odd really difficult fight, and then there's some easy knock, easy knockouts for him as well. Uh, so, um, but yeah, look, we had some good results in the in the midweek Champions League. It is swings and roundabouts. There's been some good plays amongst it all. It's just about finding a bit more consistency, and I think now we're in a bit more of a settled period of uh, soccer. It should happen. A reminder of the challenge: four plays count, including a best bet two unit pick. It stays in. Thanks, Nigel. And uh, a big price hot dog selection. We've got two single unit plays as well. And we've got a couple of interesting games in addition across the European card that we're just going to get one or two thoughts, maybe a lean um, from the boys as well. That'll come up right at the end of the show. Uh, first pick from Steve, as per usual, uh, Monaco against Toulouse we go to here. This is 9am on Sunday. Uh, Monaco minus 210, Toulouse plus 500, draw plus 380. Big game for both Steve, really, but for different reasons. Yeah, I can't say I've talked a lot about Monaco on the show this year, really. Um, I think any mention of them is probably when James has been on. I think the main reason is because 
I don't really rate them that highly, not not compared to how some other people rate them anyway. And at the same time, though, they're not the sort of team you ever really want to be betting against. But in this instance, the, my two-unit play is on Monaco on the minus one Asian handicap at minus 129 against Toulouse. And, I mean, the main reason for this is actually a fade of Toulouse because I, I don't think Toulouse are a very good side. I backed them pre-season on the uh, season preview show to be directly relegated. Um whether that happens or not, I don't know. But they're right down there. But crucially, they play this game just three days after an away trip to Benfica in the Europa League. This is I love betting against teams who have just played away on a Thursday night, especially clubs who are not used to it down the years. You know, for them, I mean, Toulouse are not going to be in Europe very often. They only got in Europe because they won the French Cup. And, you know, the two-legged tie against... Benfica is, is is massive. It's this is what they this is what it's about really as a fan, isn't it? And you know, I've looked at their record um, before and after playing in Europe. It's actually even worse when they're looking ahead to a game, and they'll be looking ahead to the second leg, of course. I think they've had one win um, after, sorry, one win before when they played Europa League games, and they haven't won a single match after it. So I mean, there's a few draws in there, but I, I really worry about them, and I think. The risk to handicap really should be bigger. Probably minus 1.25, minus 1.5 in places. And I think the only reason we can get this is because there's three suspensions for Monaco. Ben Yedda, Golovin and Magasa. Well, Magasa wouldn't even start. Ben Yedda um, might not even start either if, because Balogun's now back fit. Uh, I like I like Balogun. He's a really good striker. I think he's got goals in him. Golovin is a miss, no doubt about it. But Monaco have always got some talented youngsters who can come into the side. So... I think it's a really, really tough spot for Toulouse. So I just want to be really betting against Toulouse here. As long as Monaco win the game, we're not losing any money. Just getting the minus one Asian handicap, we get a push if they win by one goal. But I, I think Monaco can really, they're the team now that should finish second in this league. They've got no other distractions, had a whole week to prepare against a Toulouse side who really should be tired mentally and physically. You think we might cash that plus 300 to, to go down? It's plus 300 now to go down to lose. Steve, what do you think then? They might just get, get beyond the bottom two because the, the market is direct relegation, not not the uh, the player. Mm. Well, they're going to be they'll be knocked out of Europe by Benfica. So after that, they should be able to, well, they can focus on the league. And I think there's two worse. If we're being honest, there's going to be two worse. But you never know, do you? I mean, if Clermont and Metz can suddenly start finding points, we might cash. Napoli versus Genoa, 9am Saturday in Serie A. Napoli, short price favourites, minus 175 with Genoa, plus 500 and the draw, plus 290 here. What's the situation with Victor Osman, first of all, Daniele? Because obviously involved with the AFCON right the way through to the final. I don't know if he's in the right state of mind to play. They're going to play, throw him straight back in. What What's your thoughts? He's not Napoli's in the right state. He's not in the right state in terms of in, in, in like a country because he missed his flight in Istanbul. <laughs> he couldn't make it up. Less less uh, less game he played for last game he played for Napoli got sent off against Roma. Then went a week month and a half to the Afcon missed the fl the flight. Is the last six is the last four or five months in Osimen spell at Napoli anyway? So why not try to end it a little bit better? He was not going to play against Genoa. Probably only able to make the bench. Will play against Barcelona. Uh, on Wednesday, which looks like a very interesting match. Yeah, and just on that, I mean, how much is the focus for Napoli going to be on that Barcelona game, do you think? Because they're way off the pace in Serie A. 
It's about prestige, really. You can't get beaten heavily against Barcelona in a season that has already been really, really difficult. Eight defeats in Serie A. Napoli, by the way, are closer to the bottom three than to the leaders Inter after losing to Milan. And this uh, weekend against Genoa, I think it's tough one. Okay, so we're looking for an Asian play again. And again, it's that plus one, which is a really clever play, I think, uh, for a lot of punters. Talk us through your bet. Genoa and Genandica plus one, minus 130. That's a two-unit pick. So if they lose by one goal margin, you don't lose your stake. You get your money back. Napoli, only three clean sheets at home this season. As we mentioned, no Simen, no goals in seven out of the last 10. I know they are unbeaten in 13 home games against Genoa, but Genoa is a tough nut to crack, especially for Italy's top sides at Marassi, at Genoa. Now we have to see what they do away from home, and the next few games from Genoa are going to be away from home, Inter, Milan, Lazio, Fiorentina, starting with Napoli. They are four games away, undefeated, lost against Atalanta after eight games, so that was a very good run, lost deservedly to Atalanta, but had a couple of chances to equalize towards the end. They only lost back-to-back games once this season against Milan, under unlucky circumstances, and Atalanta in the reverse fixtures. I trust them not to get heavily beaten uh, because of obsimen absence, because Napoli look confused and because they are generally very tenacious side and know what they're doing. So, yeah, Ajananiga plus one, minus 130 for the Saturday game. Do you think Napoli will get top four, the plus 500, five to one shots? I mean, the market's suggesting that they're not going to be good enough to get Champions League football next season, unless, of course, they win it this year, which they probably won't. Very unlikely. Very unlikely because uh, all the numbers are down year on year. And unless they start winning three, four, five matches in a row, I can't see it. There's too much turmoil going on. It's going to be very, very unlikely they can knock Atalanta or Roma off that perch. Yeah, it's difficult for Napoli as defending champions as they have found out this season. Uh, Rory's first pick next, Rayo Vallecano against Real Madrid. Um, Rayo, the host, plus 4.30. Real Madrid, minus 159. First of all, uh, Rory, what's the injury situation at Real Madrid? Bellingham, of course, missed out in midweek in the Champions League. And it's been a a bit of a makeshift back four recently. Not that it's really halted them. What's the the latest of, of key performers still out or maybe anyone coming back? Yeah, there's not a lot of people coming back, it has to be said. Uh, right now for this Rayo game coming up at the weekend, they'll have Nacho still in there from the Champions League. Chouamani looks like he'll probably continue there. And yeah, although in theory this should be a problem for them, it hasn't been when Chouamani's been at the back. They've kept five clean sheets in the five games that he's played at centre-back, which shows you just how well he's doing. Uh, Rudiger's going to miss out. Bellingham's probably still going to be out. But the good news is that Brahim, who limped off after basically scoring a Lionel Messi goal against RB Leipzig, he should be back for this game and he seems to be all right. Is it a surprise? Do you think Rory of the Spanish press saying, you know, this is something that we didn't expect with Real Madrid? Because from a betting point of view, we kept reeling off team news about players that were missing, expecting maybe Real to falter. How much of a surprise is it that Real Madrid beat Leipzig as they did? And of course, Girona last weekend as well. Honestly, what Carlo Ancelotti is doing is miraculous. I don't think I've ever seen a team as decimated by injuries as this Real Madrid side and still just keep marching on as if nothing is going to happen. And that's a credit to, I mean, they do have a very good squad. They've got a lot of very talented players, but Ancelotti has found a way of basically slotting in people into positions they're not used to playing, finding new uses for them, finding ways to exploit them. 
and that has been more or less the story of their success this season. Jude Bellingham is the obviously the son of the ruin, uh, as they kind of say in Spain a little bit, where, where Benzema's gone. So Jude Bellingham becomes the goal scorer. Um, but yeah, he's been shifted out left. And then you get Daimu comes in and does his job. And and yeah, it's really, really impressive. And that partly plays into my bet coming up here. Indeed it does, because you're siding with Real Madrid to win, but obviously you've got to give something back because the short price favourites at minus 159. So what's the angle? Yeah, I'm going Real Madrid on the Asian handicap at minus 0.75. So you get half win for a one goal win for Real Madrid and you get your full price on the two unit pick if they win by two. And again, sort of as much as I'm backing Real Madrid here, I'm also fading Rayo Vallecano. The one X factor for Rayo is they've sacked their manager this week. Francisco is gone. Inigo Perez is in and he's the former Anthony Iraola assistant. So there, there's something interest, interesting to be said for that. He was meant to be uh, Iraola's assistant in uh, England, in Bournemouth, but Brexit prevented it. He he didn't get a work permit, essentially. Yet, yet, yet another benefit. Anyway, go on. Yet another benefit. <laughs> uh, he prevented. Uh, he was prevented from working in the Premier League. They didn't write so that was... one on the bus. No, no. <laughs> they didn't manage to, to sneak him in on. anyway. But, uh, but yes, anyway, Inigo Perez was stuck in Spain, essentially, left without a job, and he's taken over. So maybe he does get a reaction out of this Rio side, but I see the gap has been just too big for this this Rio team. I mean, they've won one of their last 16 matches. At home, they're the 19th team in La Liga. It's not as bad as it looks because they've drawn five of their 11 home games. They've won one of them. But yeah, Real Madrid are just too good. They're rolling. Vinicius looks as good as he has all season. Rodrigo's been poor, but I mean, Hosselu's in good form as well. But Aim is in great form as well. So yeah, all of these kind of squad players, these players that maybe... You think in the Champions League semi-final, I probably wouldn't want to field them against Rayo Vallecano away from home. That's exactly where I want to field them. That is the play. We like Real Madrid on the Asian line at minus 127. That's a three-quarter ball start for Rayo. Hot dogs still in profit and how shining light of the show over the course of the season. And everybody has contributed to them no more uh, than our main man, Steve. And uh, you have gone uh, to Germany. And uh, a familiar uh, recent selection. You going again here, Steve? Same pick as last week. It's uh, the man, Emeden Demirovic, to score any time for Augsburg away to Mainz. Uh, he, we cashed on him last week at plus 250. And he scored and his price has gone up. Now plus 290, despite playing against the team right at the bottom of the Bundesliga or down at the bottom of the Bundesliga Mainz. Now, I think this whole match, to be honest, Dan, is a uh, is priced terribly wrong. I mean, Mainz a plus one hundred two on the money line. They won one match all season. Would you back that? No, 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 no one would back that. Um, they had their incredible run of eleven straight under two and a half goal games came to an end last weekend at Stuttgart. You suggested that that might happen, didn't you? you thought that the it's, overs was around the corner. They've changed. A it's little. been coming. They've got to change. They're down. The, they're four points from the, even the playoff spot. They're nine from safety. You can't just, you know, pussyfoot around and, and and try and grind out results. They've got to start swinging. And a home match against Augsburg, uh, no disrespect to Augsburg, but I think any team would fancy beating them. You, you just look at Augsburg and you think, they're not bad, but we've got to try and beat this team. And Mainz, I think, will have that same approach here. So I think we're going to see quite an open game. I, I actually like the overs here, by the way. I nearly went for overs. I was looking at the hot dog as an over three Asian pick. 
but it's the price isn't quite there. But like last week, again, I came back and I was thinking, if I like goals here, well, let's go with Demirovic because he's the best striker on show. He's in great form. He started 2024 in red-hot form, four goals and assists uh, since the turn of the year. He, he has a really good, I mean, 41 shots with 25 on target this season. He's so accurate. He's minus 113 just for one shot on target here, Dan, with Bet Rivers, which I think is an absolutely absurd price. But for all Mainz's unders this year, guess how many clean sheets they've had, Dan? Yeah, well, obviously, probably not a lot. I don't know. <laughs> Ten. Three. <laughs> they've had, they've so had they so might... many unders, but they've only kept three clean sheets. Now, a lot of the time, you know, they've only conceded one goal, but it's still a goal, isn't it? So if Augsburg get on the score sheet, it is probably Demirovic plus 290. Stick with the hot hand. This guy did not let me down last week. And I think if he gets a chance, he'll take it against the mind side who have got to be more positive. And you know what? Augsburg may well come and beat them here. Uh, plus 265 for Augsburg as well. I think it's a stupid price. Um, there's no way you could back Mainz at this, these odds with Monopoly money. Augsburg with Demirovic, the hot dog, but watch out for overs and Augsburg to win as well, potentially. Uh, that is 9.30 Saturday Eastern. Midday Saturday Eastern is Verona against uh, Juventus. We were all disappointed when Juventus couldn't turn it around against Udinese. It's a shocking oh, well, performance, really, Daniel, wasn't it? And your hot dog <laughs> uh, here... Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I'm showing my colours. I took your advice on the show, but look, <laughs> maybe Juve here. I mean, they just didn't seem to offer too much. I don't know if Flavich is back here, but talk us through your hot dog anyway. Blaus is back, by the way, but I'm gonna go for under 1.5 goals, which is plus 205. So one goal or less, one nil win or nil nil in Verona Juventus, which incidentally is the result that uh, were produced in the last three games. Verona Juventus, Juventus won them all. They needed a 96 minute in the reverse fixture to win against Verona. Some people say that uh, terrible performance against Udinese was coming because Juventus have been below par for most of the season, not in terms of points, but in terms of performances. They needed a lot of late goals, goals from set pieces, from free kicks, goals from defenders to break down opposition that were not irresistible really, the likes of Lecce, Salernitana, Monza, etc. And then he only took a week, a bad week, a sending off of Milik against Empoli to throw the game, against Inter they were second best, and they look a little bit deflated against Udinese, as if they understood they almost have zero chances of winning the Scudetto, which obviously I predicted completely wrong because I thought they were going to roll past Udinese. But Verona are an organized side, they are unbeaten in five of the last six at home, they score in eight of the last nine. There's been a massive turnover of players, but they do keep fighting. If Juventus wins this one, which I could, I think it's going to be by just one goal margin. I don't see them scoring a lot of goals. Under 1.5 goals, plus 205. Also Saturday for Rory's hot dog as well. 10-15, Osasuna against uh, Cadiz. We've got a twist on this one to build up the price. Rory. Yeah, I'm going under two and a half goals and also sooner to edge it in this one. Again, with these hot dog picks, by definition, you are kind of going out a little bit more on a limb. And I think also sooner this will be a tight game, but I do back them just to edge it. Cardiff have competed well since Maurizio Pellegrini came in. They've got two 0 draws against Villarreal, an athletic club, and they were beaten by Betis last weekend reasonably comfortably. But yeah, the, if we talk about law of averages, we talk about kind of uh, how fickle that can be. But Cardiff are averaging half a goal a game away from home. Also, sooner averaging a goal a game 
at home. And in terms of unders, this carries side, 10 of their last 11 games have come in unders. And of the for the season, is 18 out of 24. So you're really playing with kind of house money for the unders. And yeah, I just I like Ostuna to, to get a win here because although Cadiz are competing a bit better, the pressure's starting to come on them to get a few results. And you look at this Ostuna game away from home, that's a game that you need kind of points in at this point for Cadiz because, yeah, they're in the relegation battle. Whereas Ostuna, yeah, we've, they've been up and down this season. And we've kind of spoken about this on that show, on the show quite a bit. But they got a big win against Real Sociedad last weekend. It was the first time Diego Barasate has beaten Real Sociedad. And crucially, you could see kind of how much it meant to them. Arasate, before the game, was saying, look, we need to savour every game. This is La Liga. This is an important thing. Let's appreciate what we have right now. And and yeah, winning these games is, is a big deal. And then after the match, you see them do the big kind of team photo in the dressing room. That was big for them. So I think they've got a bit of momentum, a bit of morale. Pressure's on Cardi. Cardi don't have goal scorers. They don't have goals in them at all. So, so yeah, I think Osasuna just to edge this one, reasonably tight but kind of comfortable victory. And that comes back at plus 205. Three big price picks from the boys when it comes to the hot dogs this week. Brest Marseille next week and tackle for Steve. This is Sunday, uh, 2.45. I guess it's the best, uh, big game in, in France in, in terms of the TV time. Um, uh, Steve, Brest without a winning four, they've slipped a little bit. Marseille without a domestic success uh, in five. It's almost each or two on the money line here, Steve, with Brest just about uh, favourites. But it's not the money line we're interested in. It is goals. Yeah, I do actually quite like Brest on the uh, on the zero Asian handicap. But it's the over 2.25 goal line that I'm going with here at minus 121. And, and Brest are another team that, I've probably not talked about much this season. Um, they're doing really well. They're fourth place. And I think they're fairly fairly legitimate side. They're certainly a legit top half side. If you look at their metrics, they have been overachieving. But, um, you know, fair play to them. But I like the goals here. And the main reason is because the goalkeeper of Brest, the number one goalkeeper, Marco Bizo, is suspended. He's suspended for two games. And if you look at Brest's underlying uh, data, the metrics... They have uh, an expected goals against overachievement of eight, over eight. And only two teams in the actual league have um, more than that, PSG one and Lonza the other. So this goalkeeper, I've, I've, I've been stung with him before when I've been on unders or if I'm betting against Brest. And he's an absolute, well, I can't say the word, but you know, it begins with C really. And, um, you know, he, he, he completely annoys me. So Charlatan. he's out of the way. Charlatan. Char exactly, Charlatan. Charlatan. He's he's out he's out of the way. Good goodbye, Marco Bezo, for two weeks. So I can cash I can cash in on the overs for Brest because the replacement keeper, Greg Wakud, there is I mean, he's only had um the only minutes he's ever had in Liga were last week when he came off the bench after the sending off. So inexperienced keeper. I think Marseille will come here. Marseille have got to try and win every game. We know that. Um, they are playing away in Europe uh, against Shakhtar on Thursday night. It's in uh, Hamburg, um, Volkspark Arena, is it called? Something like that. Volkspark Stadion. It's the only bit of European football that Hamburg is going to see in a while. Uh, sorry, Hamburg fans. But um, yeah, I, mean, I like the goals here. Brest, Marseille have kept one clean sheet in the last 10 in all competitions. As that was against fourth tier, Thionville. So... Their defence is not great. Uh, Gijo is suspended as well at the back. I think they've got an interesting signing in Faris Mumbania. They signed from Glimp, who scored last week. I think he can go well with Aubameyang. I think, I don't, I would say Brest probably win the game. 
But uh, you can never rule out Marseille, especially when everyone's kind of against them a bit. So it wouldn't shock me if they rocked up here and actually got three points in a way. But I do like the goal line looks low. 2.25 goal line, minus 121. Uh, I thought the goal line would be two and a half, 2.75. Um, I don't think this goalkeeper... This this suspension, the keeper for Brest is massive. He's worth a lot of goals to them. So I'm very happy to be going on the overs when he's out of the way. That's the most disgust I've ever seen Steve show against an individual player. I'm going to have to check this guy out. We, don't we not all have these players that just annoy? Like a striker that misses chances um, or a goalkeeper who keeps making saves. And you sometimes... I think, think, it's, oh, it's, I think really... it's rare for it to be a keeper, you know, to, to do that, there's always but a strike. The end, you have to give them so credit. On. It's like yeah. if they keep doing it against you, you've got to say you've got to kind of expect it from them. It's kind of mad, really. You know, I'm so reeling from the fact that Casemiro went a decade in La Liga without a red card and then rocked up to the Premier League and got about yeah, four and suddenly got lows, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we, we've lost Daniele momentarily. Hopefully, Daniele uh, will be coming back shortly because we've got Daniele's <laughs> second picket in the not too distant future. So, well, Daniele comes back to us. Let's get Rory's second pick, shall we? Here, Let's hold on. Um, yeah. Oh, is Daniele going to come back with us? Yes, he is. He yes, is. Yes, he is. He's now. We'll, we'll, we'll yes. get we'll get Daniele's pick. This is Atalanta Sassuolo, two forty-five on Saturday. Um, Atalanta minus two seventy-eight. Sassuolo plus seven hundred here. Friend of the show, Daniele Team uh, Toon Coop Miners is, is is back for us. He's made oh, us money uh, this year. Uh, and I suspect that Atalanta have made uh, better's money as well because they've been uh, good to watch and they're gunning for a Champions League spot. What's your uh, your second pick of the show? Atalanta to win home against Sassuolo and Coop Miners over 0.5 shots on target that plays plus 108. Well, Coop Miners was back last uh, weekend and he scored from a free kick, so probably I should have bet on him as well. 13 shots on target already for Coop Miners. is probably the best midfielder in Italy alongside Cialanoglu. I will say big move in the summer for him, for sure. He's going go to go to a big side. He's on penalties, he's on free kicks, as we said. Atalanta are flying. In the last six games, they've done better than Inter. Same points, but they score more goals and considered two goals less. And at home against Sassuolo, there is no other outcome for me for them, them to win. They averaged 3.5 goals per match in the last four. They already beaten Sassuolo twice this season, 2-0 in the league and 3-1 in Coppa Italia. Um, Sassuolo, on the other hand, they drew against Torino. They're coming on the back of three consecutive defeats. They are really, really struggling without their talisman. Berardi, no wins in seven games without Berardi, only six goals scored. Berardi is not going to play at the weekend. Uh, Atalanta, uh, yes, they're doing they're doing well, and I think uh, they still got a game of hand. By the way, I think they're really well placed to to finish the season strongly. Atalanta win, Kuhn minus over over zero point five shots on target plus one on. Uh, Atalanta minus 112 finishing the top four. They're in a good position to do so. We will get Rory's second pick next. This is Real Betis against Alaves uh, with Betis minus 102. Alaves plus 280, draw plus 240. Third meeting of the season between the two Rory's. I'm sure you're aware uh, Betis may be looking for some revenge after that uh, Copa del Rey exit to the side that they host on uh, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, they've come in a little bit from where they were when I kind of looked at this pick, but Real Betis to win minus 102 is where I'm going to go with this one. I think it's a testament to just how good Alaves have been. They've only been beaten once in 2024, uh, that the price is so large for Betis at home against the bottom half of the table side. But 
and I am going to break a, a Steve rule of betting kind of on somebody that's playing Thursday night. Uh, they're playing at home to Dinamo Zagreb in the Conference League, but I think the Conference League, for some reason, it doesn't quite have the intensity that other European competitions have. And so I could see Pellegrini rotating. I really like what Pellegrini and what Betis have done in the January transfer market. I think Cedric Bakom Buri, if he's anything like the striker that left La Liga, he is their best forward by quite a distance for me. So I think this will be the first game he's available for after coming in in the coming in from the African Cup of Nations. Johnny Cardozo is a really good kind of holding midfielder. I think this is a better Betis team that faced Alaves more recently. And yes, okay, Betis have only won one of their last five home games. But let's look at who those games are against. Hitafe. Yeah, tough, tough nut to crack Catafe. Then the top three, Real Madrid, Barcelona and Girona. Those are those other four games. They've still only lost one at home as well throughout the entire season in La Liga. So, so yeah, this is an Alaves side that are in form. They do have a really good striker in Samuel Omorodion who's coming on. He's young, but he's also quite profligate with his chances. And I think I just like Betis on a Sunday evening when it's kind of hot in Seville. And yeah, I, I, those Sunday evening games... I always kind of give Betis and Sevilla a little bit more of an edge than I would generally because the atmosphere does tend to be so good. I, I like them just to edge it in this one, uh, minus one or two Betis to beat Alaves. Yeah, can I just can I just add about money. Yes, teams? Yeah, teams that have, have played in, in on Thursday night. It's there's, there's not really one rule because it's like horses. Some teams need the rest, and some teams actually are better when they've had more runs. Like there's some teams who have great momentum when they play midweek and their record after and before European European games is actually quite good. So I think um, Rory's absolutely right to be, you know, betting on Betis here. There's no one rule here or the other. I'm sure we can all think of some teams who actually go really well when they're playing a lot of uh, fixtures. I think it can all depend on who they play and what the context of the, the, the competition is. I think Rory's right in the fact that the Conference League, you know, it is the tertiary competition of the three. In, uh, I've used it once <laughs> over the last 10 days. I looked, I had to look it up. So I'm using is that it your new word? I'm, get, new I'm, word, get, I'm, it, I'm getting my money's worth. I used it Dan, on Monday. Dan's word of the today. month. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Oh, you might use it again and then it'll go to the back burner. I think I'll have to look something else up. Um, we've got some bonus picks for everyone. Uh, third picks from the boys. It's another one-unit play. Um, one from Germany, one from Italy, one from Spain. Uh, Steve, you are first up. I can't really believe that you're going for Darmstadt here because Darmstadt have done you recently. I was going to say they'll be coming the, ne the, the next Real Sociedad, but the, the curse was broken in midweek with L'Areal. So they're, they're becoming the new Cagliari. Steve. I just suddenly realised, by the way, that Danielli and um, Rory have switched spots, so that's going to keep John, our graphics guy. So just expect your names to... to... Salutations, John. <laughs> big, big shout out to John. He's done some great work um, yes. this year on, on the graphics for us on all the shows. But uh, yeah, he's going to be kept busy there. What, what match am I here? Darmstadt against Stuttgart. I, I kind of, I'm a bit sorry. I apologise here because I think this is a, I think this is a really boring, obvious bet. And, you know, I hate these sort of bets. Now. I like to be sort of a bit original and, not go against the grain, but a lot of people, a lot of people would see this as a selection. And it's going to be Stuttgart minus one on the Asian handicap at minus one twenty-seven. Um, I just think that's a big golfing clash. I mean, you're right, Darmstadt have done me in a bit recently, but if we look at their their metrics, they're the worst team in the Bundesliga in everything: expected points, goals, goals against. Yeah, they are bottom of the table. They're winless since uh, October the seventh. 
They've got a, a home record of seven defeats out of 11. Uh, they failed to score a goal in five of their last six home games. And the only time they netted was against Frankfurt, yeah. <laughs> which did, of course, I was on yeah. Frankfurt that day. But yeah. So they failed to score in 11 out of 12 halves at home. They, they, they are very toothless. They lack goals. And, um, you know, Stuttgart, if we actually look at Stuttgart, they fair play to them. They, they're actually incredibly, compared to their metrics, they're underachieving with goals goals against and expected points they'd be second in the table on expected points it's remarkable so they're completely legitimate they're not lucky or anything um Jurassi will be back here potentially to start um undav's been in great dennis undav's been in great form since uh garassi's been on the afghan duty so maybe they'll stick with the hot hand in undav here but either way they've got some attackers in great form uh interesting away record five wins five defeats no draws so they're kind of all or nothing which i don't mind here they're going to look at Darmstadt and they, they're like, if we want to be qualifying for the Champions League, we can't be dropping points here. Darmstadt did put bodies on the line last week against Gladbach and that's what kind of cost me a bit. But I think Stuttgart by far the better team. At very worst, I think they they win the game, which is a push on the minus one Asian handicap. This line will rock up to about minus 1.25 on the day, maybe even towards minus one and a half territory because the golfing class in stats and metrics and players is, is so much. But I think, I mean, Stuttgart aren't the sort of side you ever really want to be back into winter nil. But it could happen because Darmstadt just failed to hit the back of the net enough. And um, like I say, it is, this is a really boring pick. But you quite like the boring picks, don't you, Dan? So I thought I'd as long as, as long as they win, they can be as boring as you like. Don't worry mm. about that. Um, that's a Stuttgart minus one on the Asian handicap, minus 127, Saturday, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Sunday Eastern. Early kickoff for stateside betters, uh, Stadio Olimpico, Lazio against uh, Bologna. Um, the next two bets into are my favourites of the week from Daniele and Rory. Daniele first up here. Lazio, Bologna. I mean, Lazio, uh, Daniele, we were talking just before we started to record. Incredible result against Bayern in uh, in midweek. We were all on unders on the European, on the Champions League show. And uh, you're going to go unders again here. It's going to be a, an interesting game, but one we hope that's not going to be um, uh, producing too many goals under 2.25 goals, minus 129. So, only two goals you win half a stake. Lazio have uh, won uh, the biggest game in Europe of the history uh, against one of the toughest opposition, although Bayern weren't great on the night by resorting to very simple principle that they've done the fortunes of many Italian managers in, 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 in history. Defense and counter-attack. So well done to uh, Jose Mourinho and Lazio. Oh, no, sorry, Maurizio Sarri. <laughs> Sarri ball, no? Sarri ball. That's exactly <laughs> what, what we're talking about. Ten minutes behind the ball and quick counters. It's about tactical knowledge. It's about being able to manage the tight margins. And Lazio, this season, they've been a master of it in the derbies against Rome, in a lot of European nights. And I think against Bologna, they're going to apply exactly the same principle. It is a Lazio whose scoring numbers are very, very bad this season. 11 attack in Serie A. And I think in the Champions League before last night, they were like 25th for attempts. So they really don't keep the ball much. They don't score enough goals. They don't even try. Against the Bologna side, there is the opposite. Keeps the ball a lot. Sometimes they even overplay. They're second in Italy for possession. 
they might lack a little bit of cutting edge. They don't kill opponents often very quickly, although they won the last three home games. But now the away run for Bologna is going to be more difficult. They got tough games coming up. Bologna only won one game away from home this season, to one in Salerno. But if you believe in a little bit of trivia, they are unbeaten in the last five Sunday lunchtime kickoff. But I think it's going to be an under uh, 2.5 goals for sure. So we're going to go under 2.25 minus 129. And Saturday, 8 a.m., Ferrari Atleti against Las Palmas. Love this one. Atleti ahead of their uh, trip to Inter in the Champions League. And, and the results have been poor recently. Not got a clean sheet, I think, uh, Rory in the last four. I mean, Simeone will just want to win. This is going to be a throwback for me. How do you see it, Atleti Las Palmas? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned Caddy's rather religious dedication to unders earlier and Las Palmas is it's almost Calvinist the way they're going about unders this season not a single game has cleared the three and a half goal mark and so I am backing that to happen again here I like Atleti to win and under three and a half goals that comes back evens plus 100 for you and uh, and yeah this Atleti game they have been unfortunate those last two games they got beaten 1-0 by Athletic Club and then by Sevilla they had 36 shots over the course of those two games and more than enough chances to win those games this is a good Las Palmas defense I don't think it's going to be a walkover by any means Las Palmas like to keep the ball a lot and they actually beat Atleti in Gran Canaria earlier in the season but but yeah I just think this Atleti side they're in so much need of a result I think if they'd if they were coming into this game ahead of the Champions League and they'd won the last three, I'd be more sort of uh, aligned or, or more willing to entertain a Las Palmas result. But because of that extra focus which is put on them, I think Atleti will get out of this with a win. They can't really afford to be dropping too many more points because Athletic Club are just behind them in the race for the Champions League spots. And Las Palmas, yeah, the pressure's kind of off them. They're playing, kind of playing with house money and I think away from home, that tends to influence negatively. Whereas I think if you're playing with house money at home, it tends to really benefit you because you you open up, you have a little bit more freedom. So, so yeah, I, I think I like I like that result. And Las Palmas, just a final stat uh, against the teams that are ahead of them in the table. They're one win, one draw and five defeats. And so, yeah, I'm expecting another defeat against Atleti here. Plus 100 under three and a half goals. I'll give you a stat for Las Palmas. Mm -hmm. They have, this is according to understat. They have an expected goals against a 36.49 and they conceded 20 goals. I mean, that is absolutely absurd. <laughs> and I've, this goalkeeper... Have, have they got Bezo playing for them on the slide? No, this, no, this goalkeeper is like Bezo on steroids. What's the name of the keeper? I forget his yeah, name. Alvaro Reyes. He's he has the best been goalkeeper brilliant. in Spain this year. How He's good is he? He's going to get a big move, right? I mean... Yeah, probably. I think he's got a clause of about 8 million. So, yeah, peanuts for the big teams. <laughs> but, and, and a lot of people would look at this and say, it's got to regress. But when someone's playing at that such a high level, mm. you've almost got to accept it and say, okay, fair play. You're probably going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's what, you know, you know, that's why I, I mean, expected goal is, is averages and you can, you, you can tell whether players are, are be, you know, are good players or, or bad players because they perform, you know, above the average. It's as simple as that. If he's a good keeper, he's, he's not going to regress all the way back to what that, number would suggest he you taking might, shots at Lewandowski might a little bit you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah how many goals in the Champions League this season just the one um right um no big game previews we've got small game previews for you this week we just want to cover off a couple of interesting fixtures 
uh, that we think bettors might be interested in. First of all, in Spain, 10.15 a.m. on Sunday, Eastern, it's Granada, Almeria. All the, the story in the chat obviously worries about Almeria, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I, this is the bottom two. Um, they're plus 255 to, to get that win. Are they going to get it ever? I think they will end up getting it at some point, but I have to say, I'm not sure I see them getting it against Granada. Granada are competing better than they were earlier in the season. And and yeah, I think they're they're probably just over even money still, Granada, to win this game. And it's, yeah. it's one that I looked at before. I also looked at Granada, both teams not to score. If you want a really big one, that was kind of a, an alternative for my hot dog. I think plus two, four, five, that, that was coming back in. And, and yeah, they're like Harry Houdini. They find ways of evading the win in really impressive fashion it has to be said and this Amaria team is not a bad team at all they've got a lot of quality in it but they're in such a rut they're in such a lack of confidence that yeah it's gonna have to be one of those games towards the end of the season i think where either somebody is really under pressure and kind of throws it away or it's one of those nothing games and uh, and yeah it just ends up being a back and forth and they end up with a win but but this week not sure i see it what, is Derby the big five record um, when it comes to fewest points yes, the in the one. top flight? Is the record, is it? Was it, is it 13? I can't remember. I mean, 13 I in La Liga is... It's 13 in La Liga. Did Derby get 11? I, yeah. I don't know. I can't 11, remember. 11, 11. Yeah. yeah. So 13 in La Liga, 11 across the big five. Uh, Steve, you, you wanted to chat about this when you got thought? I nearly had a pick in this game instead of the, the Stuttgart pick. But I thought I might... At that stage, Rory hadn't put his picks in, so I thought I might just leave this game to him. I, I like goals in this. Um, it's one of my theory games, Dan. Two teams down at the bottom of the table, desperate for points, fancy beating each other, have to swing. What's the point in playing for like a 1 0? And uh, the amount of times these games, you look, the stats in the build up often don't point to goals. All the metrics don't point to goals, but you get something crazy. And um, you know, I looked at over two and a half, close to even money. I looked at something like even daft like over four and a half goals at plus five twenty-five. Um, the reverse fixture actually ended a three-all draw, which kind of proves my theory in a way. Um, but these are bad teams. Um, certainly Almeria. I mean, how the hell can they still be winless <laughs> after 24 games? What and the I mean another stat for you. They spent more money than anyone else but Real Madrid this summer. Did they really? I mean, what I just it's staggering. I mean, I think. Granada showed something, didn't they, last week against Barcelona and fair play to them there. I think something like maybe Granada 3-1-ish along those lines. I mean, Granada have got to win the game. They can't not win this game as well. So uh, I did like the goals, but I don't really see enough of the teams, to be honest, um, to actually fully cement my uh, pick on it. Um, I, did, I, I thought I was convinced that Roy would go for goals here, but you like the BTTS? No. Just because of the way Granada have been playing, I think uh, they've tried to, they've gone the other way. At the start of the season, they were all about goals and just kind of gung ho back and forth games. And the new manager, Uruguayan, wants them to kind of bed down. And admittedly, that didn't happen last weekend against Barcelona. But uh, but generally, he's tried to be more solid. Um, so, yeah, that's where my thinking is coming from. 2.45 Sunday in Italy's Monza Milan. It's uh, the marquee slot. In Italian TV, I guess, uh, Daniele, and there is a bit of a link, isn't there, here between Monza uh, and and Milan. Milan are the short price favourites at minus 132 here. Monza plus 350, uh, draw plus 285, obviously rose up to the top flight for the first time a few years ago here. And that link between the two makes it a, a derby of sorts, I guess. Milan seems to be in that sort of that zone where 
they're almost certainly going to finish third in 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 Serie A. Have you got any sort of angles in? Any thoughts on this one? They might even finish second if they manage to leapfrog mm. Juventus. But Milan playing tonight against Run in the Europa League, so it's a bit difficult to predict. And we can say that they scored three in the last three away games, but they got the fourth worst away defense, 20 goal considering on the road, same as Salernitana. They struggle to manage games away from home when they take the lead. They take the foot of the gas and they yeah, often concede goals. But Monza, the latest, num the latest numbers, I think they're a little bit deceptive. Three consecutive clean sheet, longest streak ever in Serie A. I think something is going to give. Only one goal in the last four, though, scoreless in six of the last nine. They are in the no man's land. They're not going to go down. They cannot push for Europe. So, yes, the, the dream of the late Silvio Berlusconi, who bought them five or six years ago to get them into Europe, I don't think it's going to materialize quite yet, but they're going to be saved. I like the both to score here. I think uh, Milan, got enough firepower, but I can't believe Monza, yes, continues not conceding goals. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be both to score. Yeah, might be one to get involved with in play there, as you mentioned. Should be an interesting watch, nonetheless, Sunday night local and 2.45 Eastern. So, um, in terms of the picks here, Steve, what do we think? I mean, just before we came in there, I was saying that I like uh, Daniele's uh, picks and, and Rory's, uh, certainly the Atleti game. I think that for me, is is one of the picks of the week. And the Lazio Bologna, one of the picks of the week as well. Coop Miners has, has won money for us before. How do you see it? Where are the where are the cheeks in the armour for any other picks from the boys this week? Who's going to win? Uh, it's interesting. I know you put on the notes here, the parlay prices. Mm. If you combine each tipster's um, selections, I think it's about 20 to 1 for all of us. Mm. Um, I don't know what that would be as a 12-leg parlay. Imagine that. Mm. But um, A lot. <laughs> A lot. Where do I see it? I mean, um, look, as, as always every week, you know, the handicappers uh, have some great reasoning um, for the bets. Um, maybe the last Palmas keeper could restrict Atletico Madrid to a nil-nil draw. Um, you know, let's have a look at, uh, you know, it'd be just like Juventus after last week to go wild and win easily, wouldn't it? Um, that sort of thing. But um, there, there are some really good... I mean, I, I, again, I like the two unit plays. I mean, if you look at it, Real Madrid at the minute, are in, in great form. That that plus one on on uh, Genoa, they are a devil of a side to break down. I've been done by Genoa a few times actually, because but they they're just so tough. Uh, that could be nil nil, you know. So take that. You know, I, I do like uh, the two unit plays for sure. Interesting. Well, yeah, just on the parlays. I mean, we had a sweep on Wednesday for the Champions League boys. We had four picks, four winners. If you want to follow Danielli's in. Uh, yeah, just shy of 19 to 1 for Daniele's picks. For Rory, it's just a little bit bigger than uh, 21 to 1. And if you want to follow Steve's as well, just a little bit uh, less than 22 to 1. If you want to roll those up into four leg parlays, you're more than welcome. Of course, we sort of do some sweeps, I think, on the European show. Uh, let's hope, boys, it comes this week. Steve, Daniele, Rory, thanks for your company as ever. Good luck to all. We'll keep everyone up to date uh, via our X feeds. Uh, that is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European show. Uh, back with Steve next week, as will Daniele, probably, maybe not. You never know, it might be Rory's turn or just anybody else's turn. Anyway, uh, they'll be up against James Easton, I think, is back next week. The week after that will be Daniele versus Daniele, if, uh, if James <laughs> doesn't win or Rory <laughs> doesn't win. That'll be an interesting that. one. Uh, stay across all of the Bet Rivers content this weekend via up at Because We Win. We've got our YouTube channel as well. Subscribe to that if you haven't already. Uh, from all of us for now, though, it is goodbye. We'll see you next week. See you.